some of us were violently anti-religious. That that was me. The demons, I, I let the demons in. I used to let demons write through me when I did my old style of music. I would literally invite evil spirits. I believed in like spirit and nature, but I didn't realize back then some things. I'll explain this later, actually, because the main part of what changed me, where I'm going to get into, like the gist of my past is just I was literally demonic. I hurt people. I sold dope. I watched people die. Didn't I loved it at the time. You know, I, I fed off of it. I'm completely, purely evil, man. You know, I wish I could say that I found God through. I don't really wish it, but like I've wished, you know, something in me, like I wish I could say that I found God through faith alone. You know, through just hearing other people's stories and stuff, God knew what he was doing whenever he like chose this time. He's so perfect in his timing and everything. You know, um, I trust him now wholeheartedly, even through the rough times, because of like looking back, I'm like, you know what? You were on point, God, for real. But I get pulled from my body and I'm, I'm, I come to I come to and I'm like, uh, I'm just a, a consciousness. Has Jesus transformed your life? If he has, then I want to share your story. My name is Kelly, and I'm a new Christian who has been through a full heart change recently since I truly accepted the gospel. A huge part of my faith transformation was hearing others' testimonies. Now here I am, ready to share yours and keep the good news spreading. On this podcast, I will read your submitted stories and have you on to share them yourself. My goal is to give back in hopes it helps others grow in their faith. Welcome to Tell Me Your Testimony. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Tell Me Your Testimony. Today's interview is with Ronnie, and I actually found him on TikTok one evening. I was up late at night. I couldn't sleep, and usually I stay far, far away from TikTok and for some reason, I went on there and I think it was like the second person I found and it was him and his video was just like, you know, starting to tell his testimony and I immediately like tried to contact him and I was able, <laughs> I was able to get a hold of him and he's willing to come on and share his testimony. I'm so, so glad and I know that he's he's one that for sure we need to get his story out there for more people to see and hear. So I'm going to go ahead and let Ronnie share his testimony with you. Thank you. So first off, uh, it's definitely, definitely a blessing to be here. I didn't deserve to be saved myself. I was, I was very bad and demonic activity, man. I came from a family that's, um, you know, they were loving, but dysfunctional parents um, on drugs. I started using drugs at a really young age, like 13. I was, I was shooting up by 13. So if that tells you kind of like, uh, you know, you can, I don't need to go too in depth with where I've been there, but started me down like a, a path where and there was no there was no God, no Jesus in my life. None like which is really cool, though, is like pastors and people of Christ really were attracted to like me. And it's like they wanted to always help. So, I mean, it was pretty cool to look back. Like one of my favorite things to do, I think now is to look back and see where God was the whole time, like the whole time he knew Jeremiah 29, 11. Uh, he knows the plans he has. He already knew he was going to save me, you know, so he's been protecting me through it all. But I just came from a, a nothing close to Christ at all in my life. And that get a, a little older, I I had an encounter like I, like I was purely de- like when I say demonic, I mean, I was literally like what the definition of a demon is like literally um, I had six inverted crosses tattooed on my face, three here, three across my forehead and side of my face, one big one on my um, ribs, like very very evil person i mean like uh, looking back like i just cannot believe that's who i used to be but july 3rd of 2012 
Um, I was in a condo full of devil. We were devil worshippers. Um, we had uh, promiscuous women, to say the least, uh, in respects. Uh, dope dealers. We were at the beach on July 3rd, 2012. And this was uh, where my awakening began. But because um, I didn't believe in any, I didn't believe in anything. I didn't believe in any God or anything growing up. And I hadn't like I hadn't encountered then, but I didn't take it for what it was like. It's crazy. A, a depiction of Jesus like came to me and my just a picture and, and it came into view. It came into view and he said, come join me. But I didn't want to take it as Jesus. Like what's crazy is the demons. This is like also what helps me believe because like people hate Jesus for no reason. You know, the, the spirits in them uh, just like when you try to share Jesus with people, if they're like, you know, if they're, if they're full of dark spirits, they just absolutely do not want to hear it and hate it. I was that person. One thing I've definitely come to understand is, is it the spirits in us, like they, they attach themselves and usually without us knowing it. You know, one of the best tricks the devil has is coming to us and us thinking that he's not real, you know, definitely, uh, which is going to lead me into where I, the next, the next thing, like I had that encounter with that, that Jesus came to me. That wasn't, you know, too terribly extravagant, but it sparked the process in me of seeking God in every form or fashion. I could God or, or something, there was something I was like, God, there was something because when God touches you, man, when he touches your heart, it's you, it's undeniable whether uh, you believe or don't believe. Like um, our souls, like I say, already know God. We're, we're of God. We live in God. This is all his, you know. And when that happened itself, I, I saw it. It didn't change me to be a good person. Uh, you know, I didn't believe in a heaven or hell. I didn't none of that stuff. But I knew that there was something else out there. And I saw it. I saw it God in any form or fashion. And I could just I called it God. I didn't know what to call it, really, uh, like energies. Um, I went through Buddhism, Taoism, Hinduism, uh, New Age, you know, and still didn't believe in like a God or demons or anything like that. Like I believed in forces. And so, you know, still in my active addiction, it's like active addiction to drugs and alcohol, you know, uh, which I was obviously a bad person too, very demonic in nature, things I can't even speak of on here. I don't know if you guys know John Ramirez, but the things he talks about are real. The hierarchy of the of the demon world are real, and people are tricked into living that way. I'm telling you, like uh, they're tricked. Like uh, most of the generation nowadays, they are literally letting spirits in every which way they turn, and just like and and basking in it. I did too, no judgment. So I sought God for such a long time, or, or whatever you want to call it. I didn't even call it God then until I got sober for two years. Uh, came up here and got sober again was just seeking God and YouTube videos and definitely didn't pray definitely didn't uh, nothing Christ centered at all like completely like literally um, page 49 in the big book says uh, some of us were violently anti-religious that that was me the demons I, I let the demons in I used to let demons write through me when I did my old style of music I would literally invite evil spirits I believed in like spirit and nature but I didn't realize back then some things I'll explain this later actually because the main part of what changed me, where I'm going to get into, like the gist of my past is just I was literally demonic. I hurt people. I sold dope. I watched people die. Didn't I loved it at the time. You know, I, I fed off of it I'm completely, purely evil, man. You know, I wish I could say that I found God through. I don't really wish it, but like I wish, you know, something in me, like I wish I could say that I found God through faith alone, you know, through just hearing other people's stories and stuff. But that's OK. Because I uh, ended up having like a, a very crazy in encounter with God um, with the heart of my addiction. I had two years sober, some stuff. My parents got shot. Both my parents uh, got shot. My best friend shot them both. Childhood best friend. And that sent me back out. 
and I say this for another reason that I'll explain later too, because it's very important. Some of the things that God can do for us, man, which is crazy. But uh, the main part of anything that I could share about it is that God, God's real. I had an encounter with God. I was walking to my uh, entertainment center. I don't know if you watched that video or not, but I was walking to my entertainment center at my house about a year and two months ago. I get pulled from my body, out of body experience, purely like um, literally I was in mid walk. And what's crazy is I just talked to my ex-girlfriend that I was with uh, at the time, uh, actually just ministering to her, uh, spreading the light to her, man. You know, I, I care about everyone nowadays, like uh, wholeheartedly. I care about everybody, even if they hate me or they think they do, you know, because whatever's in them doesn't like the light. Like I, I still I love them. And that's what we're supposed to do in Christ. Just love. That's the answer. That's all Jesus taught is love, man. Like. But so I'm walking to my entertainment center and uh, and I wasn't uh, hot. I wasn't under influence. Uh, can't say that. God knew what he was doing whenever he like chose this time. He is so perfect in his timing and everything. You know, um, I trust him now wholeheartedly, even through the rough times, because of like looking back. I'm like, you know what? You are on point, God, for real. But I get pulled from my body and I'm, I'm, I come to I come to and I'm like, uh, I'm just a, a consciousness. Like words are really hard to use for what happened. Like uh, words in, on this realm are, can't even compare to what it's like in this in, in whatever area this was. It felt like a void. There was like uh, it looked like lightning strikes, like purple and blue strikes around me, like uh, getting dense and less dense. And I realized where I was. I could like look left and right. I was very conscious. Um, I still had memory of being here on Earth. Uh, you know, being here, but it felt more real than Earth does. I felt like because I didn't have all the all the stress of the world. Uh, all these like uh what's it called whenever you get like distractions you know all these things uh, pouring into my sensory input it was just a pure essence of who i was it, it's really hard to explain i remember like looking i tried to look at my hands because i was kind of freaked out and i heard noises and stuff around me like time is weird there i literally remember like god let me i watched it from an outside view uh, i watched i was watching it from inside the view like uh i was conscious in my body like it's just really hard to explain this realm but um, I remember putting my hands in front of my face, what I thought was my hands, um, and all I saw was like light, just light. I was just light. Well, what's scary, this is what, like, the first thing he told me, because I used to always say, I'm a demon, I'm a demon, you know, because by nature and definition, I was. I was very demonic and, and loved it, basked in it in its entirety. And the first thing I hear is a voice come from all around me. Like, literally, it's, it spoke to the center of my core of who, of whatever I was, in a, and it spoke in, in, like, all octaves. It sounded like, all notes were being played at once, but it was still audible, like I could understand. And it said, uh, it said, you're not a demon, you're my child. And this is like, I had no, like, I can't wait to like bring it all together at the end here. Cause like I've studied this experience up and down and I think about it every day. He said, you're not a demon, you're my child. Uh, and it was scary. Like the fear of God is very, very, it's scary, but it, it felt loving. Like if, if you disappoint your, parents right say you know like uh like you're of your parents and you disappoint them um that that feeling you get that like humility of disappointing them that's what i felt pretty much um i was like oh like okay okay i get it like uh like i remember literally like bowing down to him in this air like just so crazy how like i didn't know anything about anything about christianity or like prayer or any of that stuff and to like the things that happened like it just proves everything well after he told me this it literally felt like the mood like lightened instantly. I heard like voices all around me, like beautiful. It sounded like they were in harmony and just kind of flowing with each other. And I said, is this? And he said, uh, yes, Ronnie. I knew I, like he let me know what I was going to ask, but I didn't have to ask whole questions of anything. I think he let me do that so that I had uh, something to bring to earth. You know, like I knew what I was. Uh, so I get excited about this, too, because it's literally like 
my whole life is different in, in its entirety. But he, I said, is this? He said, yes, Ronnie. And I remember like instantly like that understanding that that was God explosive, like abundant amounts of like joy and just love like radiated from me. And I said, and I asked him again, I said, is this? And he said, yes, Ronnie, louder, right? Like more of my, like, um, and it, it hit harder. And I remember like, um, it felt like tears, like white tears were shooting out of my eyes. Or I didn't know if I even have eyes, but like he let me bring the experience back to earth. And that's the only way I can explain it. And whenever I came out of this experience too, though, I had a, like, literally I was bawling. My face was red and I was bawling. It's just crazy. How, cause that's how powerful he is. So right after that, imagine, like, imagine if I was like, uh, Kelly, like if I was, if I was briefing you, this is how he came to me next. Like, imagine if I was briefing you, I was like, all right, Kelly, listen, we're going to go out here. Uh, uh, you're going to see a car coming, you know, something, something similar to that. Like, um, he was like briefing me and he literally said to me, he said, uh, he didn't, I don't know if he said my name again, but he said, uh, he said, I'm coming soon. Uh, he said, I'm coming soon. It was, I was like, kind of just taking it. I was like, okay, okay. Uh, then I, he let me ask questions. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's like when my earthly soul mixed with like my, who I was in there, like the real me, that's the real me. We, we aren't these little vessels that walk around. Literally it, life is spirit. Spirit is in us. It's hard to understand because we're limited to three dimensions, but like I, I was aware of both people and I asked him, like my earthly self asked him, I said, oh, who is Jesus? Uh, and he said, that's my son. That's your brother. I don't know what that means. Some people take that and try to like, uh, you know, twist it and stuff. But it's, I, that's just what he told me. I can't, I don't know what it means. I think it means um, personally looking back, you know, when he said that's a son. So that's, that's, that right there was the, the game changer for my life because Jesus is real. It's his son. He said it. God told me. But when he said it's your brother, I take it as like, because remember, God speaks to us personally. He knew what I needed to like keep me going. And when I hear brother, I think of like a comrade, a brother in arms, you know, brother in arms, uh, my right hand man, you know, um, not necessarily like uh, like I don't think I'm the brother of Jesus. That's not what I'm saying. That's my right hand man. That's my go to, you know, like so he said, that's my son. That's your brother. I asked him, I said, uh, I remember asking him, I said, because I guess he knew my heart. And he was at, I had to ask questions, but I only had to ask like half of them. And he answered. It was weird. It was really weird. And I said, well, what about getting sober? What about getting clean? And he said, don't worry about getting clean. And I thought that, listen, like back then I was like, well, God said I can continue to use. Uh, I was like, yay, you know, uh, but I didn't realize he supernaturally, one, um, guided me to to get away from that life. Like literally from that very moment on when I came out of that uh, experience, like people that I called every day for a year straight, just out of nowhere. I'm not talking about like a gradual. It wasn't gradual. They just stopped, stopped answering, like started treating me different and stuff when I was like, a better person immediately when I came out of that experience, um, this experience, like I had wisdom, he, he downloaded wisdom. I wasn't always this like, you know, any bit wise at all. Not at all. I was very careless and folly, you know, very uneducated and in, in the spirit realm. So he said, uh, don't worry about getting sober. And then he said to me, he said, uh, don't go around telling people right now. And looking back now, I like to like, show what it means to me and what I understand of now. It wouldn't have held any depth and weight. If I would have walked, ran around, which I, I couldn't help, I still just shared it with a good bit of people. I couldn't not. It, it literally, me, I was, I've never been the same since that day. Every demon that was with me, not everyone, but like all the major ones, I never called myself a demon again. I was like, I'm a child of God. He called me his child. And people didn't understand because I flipped just like that. One, one encounter and I flipped immediately. Uh, he healed me right then from so much. I'm still going through things, but he is the healer, man, for sure. Well, he said, uh, uh, don't go around telling people right now. I didn't understand at the moment. I was like, how could I not? But now I get it. He, he'll put it in my path when it's time to share about it too. Cause I, I still want to tell everybody it's, it's a game changer, but 
it's his timing. I remember Cairo says he wrote Hebrew for God's timing, which is perfect. Always just got to trust him. Uh, the next thing he tells me, I remember I said, uh, I said, God, I said, this is all I needed. I said, I've literally asked you in my life. I said, if you're real, show me. But I needed like physical proof, tangible. Now that I know God and I'm learning his character, uh, he's everywhere. He'll speak to us through anything. You just got to be open minded, like and like be one willing to accept whatever he has to say, good or bad. And because like he talks to us all the time. We just don't listen, really, honestly. Um, even myself now, I, I know he speaks to my heart and I'm like, well, I don't know if that was him or not. So I'm going to continue on. But um, I'm getting very good at hearing his voice a lot better. He speaks to our heart. I said, God, this is all I needed. This is all I needed. I was like, uh, what do you look like? I said, I want to see you because uh, I already like knew it was him talking to me. Like our souls do know God. We already know him, man. We just got to remember, re-member, like uh, get back in, in communion with him like he's always wanted. Well, I said, this is all I needed. I said, what do you look like? And again, uh, these are like uh, human words that I'm about to use. So I don't, I, it wasn't really exactly like this, but that's the best way I can describe it. But I was looking outside of this void that I was in, this like black void with the purple and blue streaks around it, which uh, it was the same the whole time. It was like he had me in a little void bar. I don't know really. But, and I remember like if you shine a light like on, on a piece of paper or a curtain and then have it get closer to you, like, and you could watch it get, get denser, that's what I saw. But I didn't get to see him. Uh, the closer the closer it got to me, it felt like, um, again, these are earthly words I'm using. It felt like every atom in my body, it, like every molecule in my light body uh, spread to like a light year apart a piece. It felt like I just stretched like a noodle and like uh, and was vibrating so much that I, I couldn't hit my even my soul couldn't handle it. And I was like, uh, OK, OK, OK. And then that's the la- that's literally I don't remember anything else from there. Um, I came to I was still standing. I had tears running down my eyes. Uh, I haven't been the same since. Literally, when I came to like I could see differently, like uh, it's just it's so hard to explain. You know, one thing I want to share with people is you don't have to have an encounter like that. Like he knew that's the only way he would ever get me to the side. And, and I do have a bigger calling on my life, but it's all in, all in his name. I dedicated everything to him from that. Uh, and, and I've never been happier. I mean, even in the days that seem rougher, that's only the demons attack me anyway, because they know what time it is. One thing I definitely want to say that, like, I want people to take from my, my, my own personal encounter that God is real. He's Jesus is real. Even having that encounter, which is more was more real to me than this world is, the devil still tries to attack my faith. And I have to just revert back to that and remember, uh, nah, God talked to me. I had a whole conversation with him. Like, I know a lot of people struggle because if I had something like that and I still uh, get attacked, my faith, because that's his best his weapon against me. That's my fuel. Faith is the fuel of the kingdom, guys. That's the encounter. But since then, um, the, like visitation encounter. But since then, like um, I've just literally like from the, the second I got sober, God's been speaking to me the whole time anyway. But since I was able to clear my mind of the drugs and alcohol and stuff, it's been an ongoing process every day. I wake up you know, heavy in prayer. Uh, it gets better as the relationship deepens. I hear him better. Uh, I'm getting, I'm loving, I'm falling in love with my Bibles. I got Bibles everywhere in my in my house. Like there's so much in here and, and like speaks to us. People are only demonic or don't believe because uh, the devil doesn't want them to. That's what his job is to like literally distract people and convince them that God isn't real, that he's not real. And that's just, I've just been chasing Jesus ever since, literally. Uh, go hard for Jesus. I used to do demon music, demonic music. I'll, I'll post something about that too eventually, but. But now I do music to, for my redemption to God because there's got to be like a, someone's got to bridge that gap, um, you know, because there's people that came from the same background as me that used to like, you know, certain types of rappers and music. And there's got to be kingdom music out there to make up for the, the negative music. So that's, that's what I do now. Just uh, stay in the word, build a relationship with him, keep it.
and keep it too. Don't let it. That's that's all I really got on that. I just uh, it's crazy. Like God is real. He's real. That's all, that's all it took. I did listen to your TikTok, all the videos and everything, and and your experience, and it was just like you said is he's so personal to how he needs to speak to us and how we will listen and no no matter like how far away we are he has a way of finding and reaching us my experience was different but it still was a way that i needed to actually understand and and grasp the gospel and and really really believe and and he does it in a way that just shakes you to your core and you're never the same afterward and so I, I love that you said like you don't have to have an encounter like you to to fully understand it but he is longing for us to to come to know him and to have a relationship with him and just and and share how he's changed us in so many ways and and the gospel you know and and there's so many people who are so lost out there and especially with music and people get very lost in music just it just like I see it in my own personal family like they just get sucked into this music and culture and they worship it and it just it becomes an idol to them and the things that they say in the music is in their head now and they they walk and they talk like that and um, it's very tragic but I, I love that you are now bridging that gap and I agree there needs to be more (laughs) like different types of Christian music out there that's speaking the truth and you know for whatever mood you're in if you need to go work out and you need some rap or something you know or you're running or whatever it is and that the words that you're listening to are good for your mind and your soul and it's not dragging you down and then and it's an everyday struggle too and you know you have to wake up and, and put on the armor of God and just you know make that time for him, you know, reading his word and praying. And when you don't do that, uh, I notice that things start to, little things start to get seeded into your mind and you start to, your faith wavers a little bit and it just kind of snowballs and you have to really, really stop it and really give him your heart and your attention again and, and know that what you experienced in the relationship is real and it's not just something you imagine. Like you can't forget that. You can't forget how you used to be and how you are now. Like that, like that just blows my mind to have people see such a change in someone and then they still don't believe, you know? It just yeah, it, yeah you know, it's like what? How can you not? How how can this person just like really change out of nothing and just be completely different in a good way, you know? Like they really still don't understand. They see it and they get it, but they just uh, like the people I used to run with and stuff. They they're just still kind of scratching their heads. But uh, the seeds are being. I'm watching people change right in front of me, man. Yeah, yeah, it's- that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you too, and if you have a a Bible verse that you are really drawn to that just really speaks to you, if you would like to share that. Yes, absolutely. My very favorite one is Romans one eight through thirteen. But it also coincides with uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. People talk about that, but it that really resonates with me for the simple fact that God, he's outside of time. He knows already. Uh, people say, oh, how's that? They say that that messes with free will, but that's just it. he doesn't uh, force us to do anything. He just knows already. 
you know, so I believe um, very much so that he already knew he was going to come to me. So he's kept me protected from a lot of things, uh, you know, deaths, especially overdosed over 100 times in 2016. Like was Narcan, um, had did like a 30, 39 day uh, like a coma and stuff like and that happened multiple times. But he protected me through it because he knew he knows the plans for us to prosper us. Um, everybody, it's, it's for everybody. It's not just for chosen people. It's, it's whoever decides to turn to him. One, eight through 13 is really important to me. Um, and see, it's, it's kind of taken out of context, but like, remember, God will speak to us through anything. So whenever I read this, I'll explain why it's Romans 1, 8 says, first, I think I'll explain why it says, first, I thank God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve in my spirit and preaching the gospel of his son is my witness, how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now at last, by God's will, the way may be opened for me to come to you. So I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I have planned many times to come to you, but have been pre prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had the other Gentiles. That really speaks to me because God has tried to reach out. I mean, like when we really get honest about it, I'm sure a lot of people can agree that God is called even like obviously the darkest of dark people and they dismiss it or uh, still want to live for self and in the flesh. I'm not no judgment because I've been there. But like uh, if your, your eyes are open, you can see that he's called called you to something right? or just even just salvation, just uh, to walk in communion you know, with him. Uh, he made us to love us to, and in, in turn that we love, you know, it's a, it's a relationship. We love each other. He made us. I really like how it says, but have been prevented to uh, prevented from doing so until now in order that I might have a harvest among you. But that really rings true to me because like it's our job to spread the good news. Right. Um, yeah. It'd be really selfish of me to take my uh, experience with him and just run with it. You know, it'd be really selfish, like because uh, I, I have I came from nothing. I eventually ended up homeless again and had everything stripped for me. And now I have a house and, and a cat and like a, a studio and a Bible study room and stuff. And people turn to me for help. like. Mm. But it's, it's me. It's it's me being submissive to God. But um, I like how it says, in order that I might have a harvest among you, I've literally made it like my life goal. Um, or He made it for me. I'm just submissive to Him to helping others find God. It's you no, know, it's not the time to to mess around. You know, to be living for self, and that's okay because we got an eternity to look forward to. Um, yes. It's okay. He saved my soul. The least I can do is give Him my little earthly life. But that's really I love. That's my favorite verse. Bible verse. I'm going to go get a scripture tattooed all down my, all my favorite ones down my arm. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to kind of go back a little bit to music and kind of talk about your life before. And you said you were making music basically for the other side and, and just kind of talk about the transformation there and how powerful music can be. Yeah, I definitely have a lot to say there. Music is a, a, a gift and a passion from God for sure. Well, I'm a drummer. I, I dropped out of school for my band. I'm a drummer. That's what they call me, Ronnie Drums, but um, yeah, that old name's gone now. Music, see, this is one thing. The best thing I did in my uh, walk with God is, is getting rid of music because, yes, it's very mesmerizing. Um, when people say that, oh, I just like the vibe, the vibe, they don't understand that uh, even if you don't listen to the lyrics, they get into your subconscious 100%. Music is, is very mesmerizing. It's very... Uh, deceptive or it can be uh you know transforming you know you can listen to something and not even realize it's talking about something good and, and it transforms something in your mind uh that's why people sleep with uh bible verses or positive affirmations and stuff 
because of how powerful it is on the subconscious, our subconscious is more powerful than our than our our, our, our conscious um, in general. Back the type music I used to listen to, um, yeah, I like the vibe. I like the, the the dark, like raspy voices and some of the rappers I listened to. Uh, you know, talking about like the death and murder and stuff, like because that's where I was at in my walk, you know, uh, of life. But now, like, uh, first of all, I do everything for God now. Like, I used to think it was selfish to be like, man, there's there's a God out there that uh, wants us to love him always, chase him always, make music for him. But absolutely, uh, it's it's so freeing to do, like, not just music, but staying in my word, uh, talking to him. That's my favorite thing is prayer. I love, I'd sit and talk to God for hours. Um, honestly, if I didn't feel drawn to helping people, which we'll get into that probably, um, helping people find God and salvation, I'd probably just sit at home with my cat and make music and, and pray. And this, I like, you know, God's that cool, man. He really is. Because uh, he will talk to you. He will give you peace and fill you. Where my music is, all right, so I used to listen to the, the type of music I did. It's a, cert, it's a certain vibe, a certain style. And I didn't want to let go of it either in the sense that I like the the vibes. I like the style. It's just, it, it's what resonated with my soul, man. And, you know, at first I felt kind of condemned for it, but then I realized, uh, and I prayed about it. This is the cool thing. So, I prayed and God knows what he, he gave me the passion. And this was right when I you know, got sober and was able to start freeing myself from the bondage of, of certain sins and uh, spirits. And I prayed for, to God. I was like, God, you, I was like, I don't want to make the old kind of music I used to make, but I can't stop. Make, I just don't know how to stop making music. And I prayed for like an hour straight that night. And this is so crazy because in my sleep, I don't just do rap. Also, uh, I write worship music. I'm a poet, like all centered around love and Jesus and, and God now. But in my sleep that night, it was crazy. He gave me a whole a whole song. It's called uh, "In Your Chest." It's a song I'll be doing soon. It's just it's a worship song. It's not like hardcore rap or anything. It's just pure like a uh, worship. Um, but he gave me the notes. He gave me the uh, the words, uh, the instruments that are to be used, the the timing and tempo. The, like everything came to me that night. And I woke up the next morning. And I said, uh, I said, you know, first I was like, thank you. I was like, wait. I was like, was well, that something I heard like on a TV or something? And uh, he said, write it down. So I did. And that that started the whole process of doing better music because I realized that my brain is capable of coming up with this stuff. Sometimes I let God write through me. Uh, like I said in one of my songs, I said, uh, I thank God he wrote this through me. And I know this. My eyes were on the prize and I refuse to lose focus. Talking about because God, you know, the spirit, I like to write in the spirit, like whenever, the, whenever I feel completely full. Um, that's when I like to write too. And also feel like I have a like a a calling as far as like uh, just breaking the chains of people listening to old style music. It was a process for me too. I'm just now, um, I believe I was saved immediately from the time I had that encounter because I came out of it like Jesus is real. Everything mm -hmm. they say about him is real. So I, was, I believe I was saved right then, just like the thief on the cross. I didn't have to be necessarily baptized at that moment. Um, I believed wholeheartedly immediately, but I was baptized uh, at my uh, fellowship called Celebrate Recovery. I love them. It's just they got a good heart. And it's, it's all about the heart, guys. Everything flows from the heart. Proverbs 423, guard your heart because everything you do flows from it. Mm. You know, um, just bridge. I want to bridge that gap for people. Um, one of the best things I heard just recently, which was really uh, uplifting, because that's, you know, I always wonder if people are going to be able to uh, vibe with my type music because it's like it's not all one style, though. But I do want to bridge that gap for the ones because God is pulling people out of the mud right now. I'm talking about like uh, my, my style of people, um, what I came from. I mean, like he's handpicking these people, the, the foolish to shame the wise uh, in, in a, not a prideful way, but like a, in a very godly way um, to prove his, his point to live his purpose. And he's going to be pulling people that come from the same background as me 
absolutely. And I believe uh, I'm not going to stop making music either way, but uh, it's going to be cool to see when people are able to let go of their old style of music because they can listen to godly music, but still have that vibe that they talk about. You know, yeah, music is really important. It's, I remember the devil was the worship leader in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so he, he, music is literally like, guys, if I'm be honest, what pulled me to the dark side uh, further, even though I was already a self-proclaimed devil worshiper or, or like demon, what pulled me to that side further is when I found, it's called horror core. It's like a type of rap, like Ghost Mane, Puya, Fat Nick, Suicide Boys, um, all them. When I found them, it's like, that's when it really took off because it was so like, uh, that's whenever I like represented the dark side more uh, mm-hmm. because it, it was, it's a deception. You know, you hear music, like that's a cool beat, but the things they're talking about, then it gives you a certain feeling and, mm-hmm. and then you run with it, you know? Yeah. Music is important, man. Cut, especially like if I can give a word to anybody, man, cut all the old style music out. Like if it's not God or, or like uh, promoting positivity or um, you know, some songs are kind of emotional, but they, they have a good purpose. I wouldn't listen to it, honestly. Like, I just don't vibe with it anymore. It's not as hard as, as you think to get away from it. Once we change on the inside, I, I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear the cuss words, the provocative stuff, the, the glorification of sexuality. I don't want to hear it, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm thankful. It's a process too, but it's almost like, it's almost like you're realizing, like you're catching up to how you already are right now. So uh, I guess for me, like I, I used to be really obsessed with like true crime and I guess like gossipy type of content and just uh, just stuff that really got me down mentally. And I remember having just like, oh, I don't want to listen to that anymore. Like it just really just like, no. And, and then you start to catch up and you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's because I'm not who I used to be anymore. And thank God for that because, <laughs> because that, that kind of stuff that, you know, he's, it's a protection. It's like a protective thing. You know, he's a good father. He's protecting his children for his purpose and his glory. And it's like, why are you going to put your mind through those things that are going to pull you back down? And you have to be so careful with that, you know, and, and, and the desire to not be anywhere near that is 100% the Holy spirit, you know, because yeah, yeah. And it's, it's so, it's so cool to kind of go back and pinpoint the things that you're like, Oh yeah, I don't like that anymore. And like, I don't, I think I've said maybe like two cuss words in the, the year when it's been about a year uh, since I've been saved recording this. And like, it's just been like out of like pain or something. <laughs> and I used to cuss right, all right. the time. It was, and I was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. And, and music is something that's changed for me too. And I, I make my own playlist. I am very intentional about the music that I'm listening to and, and the words that are being poured into our household and just the environment that we have in the car with my young kids. And, and it, it changes them for one, like they sing Jesus loves me all the time. <laughs> um, but like, even for myself, when I'm, when I'm, you know, cleaning or whatever and having, having worship music on and, and oh, the song, um, it is well with my soul. Oof. I don't know if you, you <laughs> like that one, but that one brings me to tears every time I hear it and, and the story behind it and everything. Um, it's such a beautiful thing, but it's so powerful. And, and the world that we live in now is kind of like music is just like n- 
nothing, not a big deal. You know, they just kind of rub it off like it's just a part of life and and they don't understand the power that it has over you and for good and for bad. I, I don't think I've ever heard of that type of music, but I, I can understand like what they're talking about and just how bad that could be, you know, just how how it can pull you even darker and darker in your thoughts and in the way you live your life. And it's just something that we have to be careful if you're like a new newer Christian and that you find it tempting to kind of go back and to listen or just not think of it as a big deal. It's just, uh, you know, just note how you feel after listening to that music again and, and the conviction, if you have any, any weird feelings, if it just doesn't sit right with you, that's thank God for that, you know, thank God. Cause that's just, um, that's just the Holy spirit right there. Just showing you like, no, that's not for you anymore. <laughs> and like one thing that's really important to speak out on too, is like, so the backgrounds that we come from, we're all, we're all worthy of salvation. We're all worthy of Jesus's love. I mean, absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm always like really blunt and open and honest. And if things change, they change. But for someone that's so heavy in the styles of music that I like, like, mm-hmm. and, and I'm willing to change if the Holy, the Holy Spirit's been doing work, you know, I'm thankful for it. But for me, whenever I wake up, my, my worship music is like for today. Like, uh, I mean, all they talk about is glorifying the King, the exalted one, the one and only and, and, talk, and stuff like that. But it's like heavy, like metal, um, you know, like a metal core and stuff like that. Um, I just found them by the way, cause things are starting to shift where I can actually listen to music again. I haven't listened to music in 10 months. I just make it. Oh, wow. Um, it's like, that gets us hyped us. Like, uh, the, the generation to come, like, that's what we like. I got, I mean, I, I even cry sometimes, like, you know, it's not about what the style is. It's about mm-hmm. the feelings you get. And that's why it's so important. Like people tend to look down on like Christian metal or Christian rap, but that's what resonates with us. Uh, worship music isn't exactly always us sending just love to God. That's us representing the love that he get. you know, rep- uh, worship is a gift from God. Like that's his yeah. love coming to us, you know, and we're just expressing it outwardly yeah. that's what it is people think of worship is like us sending love no he's sending it to us and we're and you just can't help but feel yeah. that feeling. that's what it is and like it's really cool to know that you know it's a big deal i think for people to understand that some people just worship different you know yeah. we all still love god we all still love god with all our heart or you know we, we represent jesus wholeheartedly it's not bad stuff i don't know just it's, it's a new age we're coming into uh, and, and it was even prophesied about too the third reformation reformation of the church and that's us that's us you know and it, it's like, like you said different different backgrounds and and whatever it is but the cool thing that I've learned through doing this and talking to different people is that you instantly like connect in that that same the gospel truth basically it's like you instantly are like, yes, another person who gets it. And, um, and you can be like from like completely opposite sides of the world, completely opposite sides of how you grow up and, and everything. And you all connect on that. And it doesn't matter what color you are, what, you know, like background you've had. And that's such a, a wonderful thing. And it's another confirmation that we are his adopted children now. And it's like, so, so clear. And I just, I get like amped up too. Cause I'm like, I, like, I want to shake people like how can you not get this yes. and, <laughs> you know it's just because it's so powerful and it's so amazing the the feeling of having a relationship with Jesus and, and and knowing and having a right relationship with our creator 
there's zero things in this life that can compare to that. And I, you know, we both have probably tried a lot of things to try to make ourselves feel better. And literally nothing compares to this. And usually when you try something that the world tells you, it feels okay for a minute, but then you're right back to feeling empty again. And um, I can tell you for a year now, it just gets better. It's like really just get better. The more you read the word, the more you fellowship with other believers, the more you are tested with with trials and, um, you know, talking with different people, the the sanctification process is so beautiful too. And it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's it's all him, you know, and I guess I get so amped up and excited about it. What I wanted to ask you too is I know that you you mentioned and I, I did find you on TikTok. So I wanted to ask you how talking to other people, do you bring Christ up in just like random conversations? Like how does your life outside of, I guess, TikTok and everything going as far as, you know, evangelizing? Well, remember I said that's my main goal in life. Like he gave me that drive. That's a gift. Uh, to I, I feel like like evangelism is I've, I've heard it a lot too there's actually like you know I, I don't at first I didn't understand like because I used to think people were like try to convince people and trick people into believing in God when I'd hear of people spreading the, the good news and stuff but there's an art to it man and you got to use discernment on how you work with different people me personally like I've worked with like the, the deepest of darkest of people like uh, people that wear inverted crosses uh, homeless people broken addicts uh, those are my those are my people's you know and like it, it is it's an it's there's a there's an art to it man and like the best thing I could say to anybody first going into it is not like the demons in them hate Jesus right so the, the demons that we the, the, the spirits we allow to attach to our soul uh, they don't like Jesus anyway so like uh, be careful like I don't go just spreading uh, talking about uh, I don't even say the name uh, for the first couple of times I meet with people because I do like street uh, street stuff mm-hmm. like like after church the other day, uh, it was Saturday night and God told me after church, I'm going to need you to go walk. And I didn't understand, um, but it was really hot and I wanted to go home and sleep because I just worked all night. But um, I ended up seeing two people and d- he's always right. He knows what he's doing. And I didn't bring up Jesus, but I, I prayed with them, uh, shown them love. That's what you got. That's the best way to begin is planting seeds. You know, I know where time is short on this earth, but everyone's called to different things too. You know, uh, p- some people say about my tattoos and my piercings, but you know what? The these inverted crosses on my face and this uh, like blood coming from my eye and stuff that alone um, gets me in the door to a lot of places. Uh, you know, I can, I can literally go minister and show Christ's love. And it's a process too, especially with the really, really broken. Cause I was really, really broken. You know, TikTok, if I'm be honest, my TikTok, uh, the Holy spirit told me to make it. I was sitting in the middle of uh, a meeting one time or something. Um, I don't even do recovery meetings anymore. I work Jesus. I don't work AA. I mean, like literally uh, Jesus is more potent. His love. Cause it's all, AA and stuff like that is just a river leading to the ocean of Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. that's all it is. It's crazy. Like, I didn't work a single thing AA. I worked all Jesus the whole time. And I've never been more free in my life. I made my t- TikTok and like, it might be over the internet and stuff too, but that's just it. We're going to use what we have. God will use the devil's works, which I believe certain technology is of the devil, but he will use that for, for his glory. And it's my TikTok family is my, that's my fellowship. Like, we're mm-hmm. building such a big fellowship. I have a lot of like, I just got a little package today from uh, her name's Jess on there, um, <laughs> like bracelets, God bracelets and stuff. But we're a, we're a family on there, like where I lost my parents two years ago. There's not very many spirit filled uh, people around here that, that I can just talk to, you know, like that's, that's probably how we found each other. Because I'd use that. That's my fellowship right there. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's just we're going to use every way we can. There's mountains where to take over. 
and uh, it's music, the politics, whatever you're called to do, man. Uh, that's yeah. a that with it. Like if you, if you if you feel like you really like politics, then uh, use you know use that to, to introduce God to it. If you're called to education, you like working with the kids, uh, that's your calling. Uh, go spread the good news there, or show Christ's love there. You know, and we got to be consistent too. Consistency in evangelism is important. One of the things that turn people away from from Jesus is when we're not consistent. They say the hypocrites. Like so, if we misrepresent the the kingdom. Uh, we go and repent to the person personally. You know, we repent to God, but then we repent to the person uh, on a personal level. Like that wasn't very Christ-like, man. And that alone, it's not about being perfect. It's about correcting our mistakes and hmm. uh, just being a good representative. You know, so for me personally, like when I go talk to people, you know, it's my calling. I like the street street minister all day. I should just write a song about it too. It's just being a good example and planting the seeds is is a good start for sure. You know, just showing love. I always pray with them too, because I mean, prayer that really touches people. I think prayer is important. It's very yeah. important. Yeah, it seems like they they're looking for someone to see them. You know, as a as a person, and you know, society is you know hard on them, and um, their life is rough. But like the fact that you're out there and just you know just showing them kindness and and looking in their eyes and just showing Christ through your actions and your words, and that's so powerful you know, and, and they can see the gospel through that and eventually will kind of ask you about it. And yeah, just like you said, just the seeds and stuff. That's, that's awesome that you're, that you're out there and it, the whole TikTok thing too. the, um, I didn't want to be on there either. Right. <laughs> I was like, uh, no. Um, but it, you know, it was just kind of like, that's where the people are. That's where the people are. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and right. uh, yeah every time I, I for the most part majority of the time that I'm on there I find people for the podcast which is pretty amazing and you know thank god for that and it's it's not the whole thing that I thought it would be and he knows best you know <laughs> and and the fact that you have your little your your group on there and you're fellowshipping and yeah I mean we're using the things that we have for his purpose and for his good and and the cool thing about the internet is that we can reach so many people in so many countries you know for his good and for his glory and I have to remember that too when I'm feeling weary you know but and like you said too just just talking to them and and being consistent too is so good yeah Yeah, it would be consistent and it's hard you know because we're still not perfect here and we got to work every day and and choose him every day and it's it's so good it's so good (laughs) it's worth it it. oh yes so worth it so much yeah. I, I, look, I look back and I'm like, oh man, I was like so lost and hurt and broken and it's just gone now, you know? And it, I like to say too, cause um, some people think like being a Christian is easy and that life is just so awesome now. Um, that's not necessarily true. It's still full of trials and hard times and, you know, emotions and all that. We still feel things, we still get hurt. And it's, it's just the comparison of the two, like how you handle life now versus how you handled it before you turn to other things you basically are harming yourself you're not doing anything that's going to help you be better or really heal and he's the healer like you said earlier like he heals you from those situations so yeah it's it's not perfect it's not great it's not well it's great but it's not life isn't just like all good you know what I'm saying? We all have trials and he promises that it's going to be hard, that we're going to have people who, um, you know, attack us and, and the enemies come out and they want to <laughs> kick 
kick up dirt or whatever and and fight and you know and and be ready for that too and and have him next to you when those things happen and that's the best part yeah you really uh, you brought something up that's really important to me too that I think needs to be shared about like there was some there's things in my past that uh, that's between me and God literally nine ten years ago or so just certain incidents that, that occurred that I didn't forgive myself for for so long I was doomed literally stuck in a vicious cycle of thinking of it all day long all the time lost all hope in life because of things like that uh, that's happened and I thought I could never heal from it and I've tried many different ways I've worked the steps in recovery I've tried giving it to what I would call a God you know before I knew that God was real Jesus does heal he cares enough he will heal you just gotta give him time and give it to him and ask for it like mm-hmm. he will heal I've never been so free in my life like I literally don't even think about it at all like nothing, zero, that's, and forgiveness, um, I wanted to talk about too, like, we can be forgiven for anything that we've done through Christ, man, once, when we, when we give our heart to God wholeheartedly, to, to Jesus wholeheartedly, our past is erased, remember, like, Saul was a murderer, mm-hmm. uh, he's my favorite person in the Bible for a reason, we're literally, like, I, I know I'm forgiven, and through me being forgiven, I'm able to forgive, and I don't hold harbor these hard feelings. Like the guy who shot my parents, man, like I forgive him. I care about his well-being. The things that we learn through Jesus' teachings and the love that he gives for us, uh, we can heal and be forgiven and forgive. It's just, it, it's been a good cycle now starting. Like, so if anyone's like dealing with like pain or stuff like that, or traumas or guilt or shame, like God will heal that. He will heal them, man. I'm talking about like, like wholeheartedly, I, I'm completely forgiven and okay. I can move on through life with a clear conscience and happy, you know, I'm not this, I'm a new creation. Yes. Yeah. And forgiving and, and holding on to like that bitterness and stuff that just poisoned you for many, many years. And it's just like, so easy to forgive people now. And because you remember that crisis, you know, you're forgiven yourself and you know, that everyone's sin, everyone still has sin in them and comes out, you know, and then you have to, you have to forgive them. And and when you do, it's just so freeing and it just draws you even closer to him too. When you do that. And it's like, yeah, I get it. This is how we're supposed to be. This is how we're supposed to show light to everyone, you know? Uh, absolutely. Dude, this is something important too, guys. Like uh, something that uh, really uh, I've come to learn and understand because I thought chasing Jesus meant we had to be perfect, right? Uh, I didn't realize that because it's like literally all I do is chase Jesus from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. It's all I literally, my whole goal is chasing him, loving him, learning his ways, uh, having a relationship with him, but we still make mistakes. And here's the thing that kind of gives hope to people, like something God's put on my heart. Like he didn't, he's not expecting perfect people but like people, like we're going to be taking our, 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 the knowledge of this earth, who we are um, as people with us to heaven. Uh, we're going to be taking that with us. Like he doesn't want perfect people. He wants people that know how to correct their mistakes, that know uh, his character, that is aware and conscious. And if you're feeling convicted of stuff, that's a good sign. That means the Holy Spirit is, is dwelling in you. Sin is separation from God. And when we're sinning, when we can overcome sin enough to where uh, we feel convicted over like so much stuff, that's a good sign. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, uh, what God wants is people who like he wants kingdom children that know how to operate in the kingdom, know how to be like, I do forgive me. I didn't I didn't act how I was supposed to. Or it's just crazy. Like we don't have to be perfect. It doesn't mean bask in your uh, in your sin or, you know, uh, abuse his grace. But it's it's really uh, uplifting to me to know that we all make mistakes mm-hmm. and we're, we're never going to be perfect. And that's OK. Uh, yeah. As long as we know how to, how to strive to be better. 
each each day always always just I think that's a really great note to to end this on is that that we're not supposed to be perfect here and he never expects us to he wants a relationship with us and he he wants us to grow and to be changing basically every day and growing closer to him and 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 not being expected to be perfect like him. And it's just, it's just not possible. And it's so freeing to, to know that it's people get caught up in like the religion and, you know, trying to work their way to heaven. And it's just not by works, by faith. And that is freeing of itself. And people can get really tied down in that, that perfection mindset. And there's just so much, so much in Romans and Hebrews and, and all that just uh, that really t- talks about the how Jesus is so much better and and he's the the right way the only way and and there's nothing that compares to him so I wanted to ask you really quickly if you have I know that you mentioned that you that you're writing music and where can people find you and listen and and kind of see your journey and everything I definitely I've been us- utilizing TikTok. The Holy Spirit led me to it, so it's got to be for a reason. I don't know if you'll put my link on my TikTok on there, too. I'm also, my music that I'll be doing is on uh, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Also, I'm starting up Zoom Bible studies uh, for people that um, they just want to learn together. I'm not going to be preaching at people, but if you yeah. want to dig in together, um, I go live every night on my TikTok. We're start, it's starting to uh, pick up, like, we're getting uh, inspiration. God's giving us guidance. We do, like, studies separately each individual and we'll present them it helps you grow learning how to spread the word giving each other each other you know like it says in romans 1 8 uh, we'll be encouraged by each other's faith we're being motivated by each other's faith my tiktok is good to for that my music is ronnie rose really good it's all one word um i'll like leave it everywhere road. yeah <laughs> okay cool yeah yep that's that's pretty much it but remember here's something too important like uh it's calling over gifting um, and I've come like it's it's been a lesson I've been learning, like, but it's kind of cool because now I just I'm more worried about spreading love. I just write music for them out of my own redemption because it's going to play a part too somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Maybe that is. I can't say what my calling <laughs> is. I just know I love Jesus and I want to do my best to represent him and share his love with people, you know. Yes. Thank you so, so much, Ronnie, for coming on and sharing. And I'll leave all the the links and all the good stuff down below. And I just really appreciate your time and what you're doing. And thank you. Thank you for coming on to share. Absolutely. Thank you too. God bless you. Thank you. With this podcast, I also want to make sure that everyone listening hears the gospel. So if you're listening and you've heard the gospel, but you're not really sure what it means, you've grown up in church and you've heard it preached, but the words kind of just go in one ear and out the other, and you haven't really experienced a true change or have a heart for Jesus. So I want to give you a summary of what the gospel is. The gospel means good news. And yeah, it is definitely good news, and here's why. God created man in his image. He made us to worship and to be in full relationship with him. Everything he created was good. And then man sinned by disobeying God's command when Eve ate that fruit in Eden. Basically, they thought that they knew best and that they could figure out the rules for themselves and they could take it from here. If you have small children, do you notice how they disobey at such a young age? No one teaches them that. This rebellion is a part of that fall from Adam and Eve and it's basically a curse and God created us to have free will so unfortunately this is what they chose because God is so glorious 
perfect and just, he cannot have a full relationship with a sinner as he intended. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So hang on to this for a minute. I'm going to take you through why the Bible is so important and why it's the living word of God. Throughout the Old Testament, you will find that man is constantly sinning. God gave them rules and the Ten Commandments to live by. One of the ways they atoned for sins was to sacrifice a spotless lamb, but of course they would sin again and have to do this over and over again. God made sure that his commandments and rules would be followed by the Jewish people over time, and he preserved his words in the Jewish Torah over thousands of years. A few hundred years before Christ came, he let the prophets of the Old Testament know what he was going to do about the sin problem. They stated that God would send his son to save the world, and this was also preserved through time. Now when Jesus came, there were many Jewish people that did not like what he was teaching. The religious leaders of this time, they did not have a heart for what he was trying to do. A lot of the people misinterpreted the prophet's message that the Messiah would free the Jewish people from oppression and specifically at that time the Roman Empire that was ruling over them. But that was not God's plan. His plan was for Jew and non-Jewish people, also known as Gentiles, to be saved and to be a part of his kingdom. When Jesus was crucified, his last words before dismissing his spirit were, it is finished, meaning that he was fulfilling the prophecy that he would die. He would be the perfect lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice, to take on God's wrath for sin for everyone that believes in him. He was fully God and fully man. He was always there throughout time. Basically, he took the punishment that we all deserve. Now, we have all sinned. Every single one of us. Nobody is perfect. Even as young children, we lie, we dishonor our parents, and that is still a sin in God's eyes. No one is exempt here. God took it upon himself to solve that problem, to let us be in a full relationship with him, and when we are in a full relationship with him, the gifts that he gives with that are so amazing. One of the things that Jesus said before he descended into heaven was that I am going to send a friend to you as promised. That friend is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a third person in the Trinity. He is there to remind us that we are never alone. He dwells within us. He guides us. He protects us. He gives us peace when we dwell with him. And if you look up the fruit of the Spirit, that will help you understand what he does. Most of the world has heard John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And that's kind of it in a nutshell. We're all sinners. God solved that problem by sending Jesus. And he requires us to trust and believe that he is the Messiah and to make it known to others and to walk with him for the rest of our days. And I promise he will never fail you. We also must turn from our sin or in other words, repent. We walk differently than how we were before knowing Christ. And these testimonies should show how amazing and freeing his grace is. One of the most beautiful things that I'm learning is that God's promise for full redemption of all creation. He promises that all believers will live with him as first intended in Eden. He will wipe away all sin forever, no more tears, a new heaven, and a new earth forever. And you can find this in Revelation 21. I hope this helps make sense of what the gospel is.
I encourage you to read the New Testament. Maybe use the Bible app if you don't have a physical Bible. But there are tons of resources there to help you understand. Please get in the Word. There are a lot of Christians out there that are self-proclaiming that they have not read the Bible. I was one of them. I never touched it. I didn't get it. Now I cannot get enough of it. Another thing that is so important to realize is that you cannot gain salvation by doing good works. We cannot earn our way to heaven. The reasons why Christians do good things is because we are saved, not to be saved. So if you're stuck in that thought that you have to constantly redeem yourself, Jesus died for that. He is the one that did it. So because you're saved, you want to do good things, not the other way around. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, it is by grace that you've been saved through faith not by works, lest any man should boast. Jesus also simplified things for us. Because there were so many rules, actually over 600 rules in the Jewish Torah, he simplified it with this. All of the commands are so simple. Love your Lord your God. Love other people as you do yourself. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope this encouraged you to get in your Bible. If you have not read it in a while, reach out to a church maybe and get plugged in. It is so important to walk with others in this journey. We are not meant to be alone in our walk with Christ. I also want to leave you on this note. When you're reading the Bible, think of this. The entire Bible from start to finish is about Jesus. Read it with that perspective and I promise it will change your life. Psalms 105.1 says, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. I hope that these stories resonated with you. There is such a beautiful power in what Jesus can do in our lives. If you would like to share your testimony, you can email me at tellyourtestimonypod at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at tell me your testimony pod and reach out there if you enjoyed today's podcast all i ask is that you consider leaving a review as it helps the show get recommended to more people and of course i appreciate you sharing it with your friends as well thank you so much for being here and i'll be back to share more testimonies next week god bless